Hello and welcome to episode 208 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Henny, I understand you're having some glorious weather in Toronto. We are, but let me tell you, so we've had a, a stretch of a few days that have been 27, 28, 29, 30, which is unheard of for April. Mm-hmm. But because that kind of temperature is unheard of for April, my condo building has not switched the furnace over to the chiller yet. Like usually yeah. that happens, usually that happens mid-May. So over the course of several days, my uh, my condo is getting progressively warmer and warmer and warmer. And yesterday when I got home at like, I don't know, six o'clock or so, it was 80 degrees Ooh, in nice. my condo. <laughs> it's just, a, you know, a balmy 80. And so I thought to myself, but of course I'm, you know, as, as everyone knows at this point in the midst of moving. And so I have zero things in my condo because everything that I own pretty much has been packed up and moved into storage. And so I have two fans, but they are in storage. And so I got home last night and I was like, you know, I had some phone calls to make, I had some things to do. I was organizing myself. So I was around, like I was in the home, like in the house for about an hour and a half or so in the 80 degrees. And I thought, this is nuts. Like I am marching myself down to Home Depot (laughs) and buying myself a new fan. And so I am now the proud owner of yet another fan. Perfect. But I mean, I I mean, I needed it. Because, Because by the time I went to bed, it was 82 degrees. And when I woke up this morning, it was 85 degrees. Oh my God. Because there is heat coming from the radiator. Like, like when I put my hands at the, like at the, yeah. What, what is that called? The, like the metal grate where the, where the air is coming from. When I put my hands on there, it's hot. Like it's blowing hot air. Can't you turn off? So, can't you turn the unit off in your apartment or in your condo? I did. I did this morning. I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna see how damn hot can it get in here? Can I cook an egg? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's cooking. It's yeah, cooking. That that is an issue. That is the one thing that we learned is older buildings well actually it's one of the things that buildings condo buildings when they're being built often in the schematics have two separate units and then Mm as and then when they need to start saving money that's one of the first things that goes is then they do it so that it's one unit that has to be switched over so we like now know we will never buy a place unless they have two, because we were in a place, the same thing. It is so bloody hot. And when you're on an inside unit, then Mm -hmm. you already, it's already like extra insulation. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then it's like the heat just, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's not an easy thing for the the condo unit. Can't just go and and flip a switch. There's a whole process that has to happen. That's it. Like they have to, that's it. They have to, 
that's it they have to bring like someone whoever is yeah. like whoever the company is that has this you know machinery Contract. has yeah. to come in they have to do something it's usually like a it's usually like a, a two or three day thing where they like come yeah. in one day to do it but then you can't like turn it like you can't turn your yeah uh or thermostat from heat to cool until like the day later or like i, I don't know like yeah what i think they, exactly, i don't know but... I, I don't know if they drain i think they have to drain it and i think so yeah they must, yeah they turn one thing off and then the next day they turn the other thing on and yeah i mean it's a whole anyway it's all it, it's hot yeah <laughs> and i'm not thrilled about it but no. you know it is what it is i'm i, I mean it happens every year because we yeah. always get some sort of yeah uh you know random warm weather and so i'm you know at this point the first time it happened i was like what is this but you know now i now i at least know that it's happening i i had forgotten about it though like yeah if i remember it i would have kept one of my fans but anyway bought 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 myself a new utilitech fan and it you know it nice job (laughs) just the job (laughs) Like just for my immediate area, you know. Yeah, yeah. As long as it, as long as the air is pointed toward me, it's it's cool enough. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the same thing is happening here. Is that they're not used to the, it's it's bloody humid out. Like in the elevator, Phil and I like have sweat running down our backs. Our yeah. sunglasses are fogging up inside. And like when I go to the chiropractor, like last year, same he did not have a portable air conditioner in the waiting room and now he does. Ah. I go to my therapist last year. She did not have a fan inside of, of the, like the room we're in. Now she does. So it is definitely like, and it's just, you know, it's just icky. Mm -hmm. So that's why I, you know, I think I said last, last time we recorded, I spent a lot of time in the bedroom because that's the only place that has air conditioning. (laughs) And you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And the, so the dog and I just kind of hang out here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a good spot. Yeah, it's a good spot, but it's, I mean, it does get old, you know. Yeah. Just That's looking funny. out. I mean, at least I have a window to look out, like a big pane <laughs> of glass sliding door. But anyway, oh my goodness. Okay. So Hanny, I've been having these issues with, I'm having a lot of issues. Yeah. So one of them has been like the last five weeks or so every morning I get up and it's, I'm fine. And then about an hour after it's like my ear plugs, my right ear plugs. Oh, but you don't wake up with the plugged ear. No, no, no. I wake up and it's fine. And then all of a sudden it's like plug. And, and then it stays like that for a while. And then I don't even really notice. And then it's unplugged. Okay, but every, like every morning, right ear. So anyway, when I, you know, see, I don't know what I'm going to do without Beatrice in my life because she's my (laughs) therapist, but she also, then I like tell her things and she goes, when was the last time you went and saw an ENT? I said, never. Yeah. (laughs) Because in Canada, you you wouldn't just, you can't just go to an ENT, you go to your GP, but the GP, 
that they they don't have really the concept of a GP here. Everybody just goes to a specialist for whatever your ailment is. Right, right, right. And so, anyways, when I messaged this to Henny, she's like, "Are you going to every specialist while you live in Lima?" <laughs> ticking them off the list. I mean, you have been to a lot. <laughs> Go to an MRI. I've had a couple of MRIs. I've had lots of X-rays. I mean, so anyway, yesterday morning, I. I woke up and, and, you know, the same thing happened. And then I said to Phil, I said, you know what? Beatrice mentioned like an, e, like an ENT. I, and so I started Googling because the other thing I'm having is some headaches. Yeah. I'm having my, my vision in my right eye, even with new glasses has seemed a bit blurry. Oh, just a little bit. And, and so there was that. And then I passed out two weeks ago mm-hmm. when I like, without remembering that I've passed out in the mm-hmm. like one that I've now my tailbone is still sore like yeah. it is not right and my side of my head is just a little tender where I had the bruise yeah because I smacked it and so I mean I've been feeling very nauseous and dizzy most days yeah. I have periods of time where I'm very nauseous and I feel very lightheaded and so then I was like I started googling and I'm you know because Dr. Google is my first contact mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. information because then I thought I wonder if I have an, an ear infection like maybe right. I have an inner ear infection because I remember my dad would have vertigo really bad mm-hmm. with inner ear infections and so I start googling and then I thought oh I wonder so then I sent Beatrice a message yesterday morning I'm like you know I was thinking about what you said yesterday and I said and then I checked Dr. Google to see and that maybe I said either maybe I do have wax in the ear that mm-hmm. stuck or that I've got an inner ear infection or something. I said, do you know an English speaking ENT? Literally, she's like, uh, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure, but let me check. So two minutes later, she messaged me back. His secretary doesn't speak English, but I've already messaged the doctor and he said to message him directly. <laughs> Genius. It, pay, like, it, it, pays to, it pays to know people who know people. And so she says he's expecting to hear from you. Even better. But I messaged him at like this is like it's then this is literally at 7:30 in the morning. Right. So on a Friday morning. So I message him, but I don't hear from him. So a couple hours later, she says, Let me know when you hear from him. And I said, Okay. So I still hadn't heard from him. And then I messaged her and I said, I said, you know, she, she said, she messaged me back and she said, I've messaged him again because I'm really hoping he can see you today. And I said, well, that would be great. So am I. Yeah. But anyway, I said, you know what? Then I messaged back and I said to her, you know what? Why don't you give me his secretary's information? Because I'll have Phil set the appointment up. Mm-hmm. So anyway, 20 minutes later, the doctor messages me, you know, oh. hi, Sandra, you know, um, can you come in today to see me at 6 p.m.? Perfect. Absolutely. I'll come and see you at six. So I messaged Phil. I said, okay, I'm going to go see this guy at six. Can you come with me? He said, yeah, yeah, because I'm leaving. Yeah. Okay. This was was just yesterday. Yes. Oh my goodness. I didn't even know that this happened. I know. So at 3.15, he messages me, hi, Sandra. If you live close to the clinic, um, you could come now. I said, I literally live 15 minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes walk when I walk through the parks. Yeah. I said, yeah, I can be there. Okay. So I get there, I go into the, where the bill, I like, I look, Googled to search the building. I said, oh yeah, I know what building that is. 
And so then I'm looking and so I get in, but now I have to speak to someone there. And so I'm like, no habla espanol. And then I just showed them on my phone who I'm seeing. They point to a building because it's like an inner courtyard of a, of a building. And then you have to, I can't, I don't know where the elevator is. So I walk up seven. Well, really there was two sets of stairs Ooh. for each floor, 14 sets 14 of stairs. sets of stairs. Okay. But it was, but they're outside kind of stairs. And so, but by the time I get up there and I open the door to get in, all of a sudden I am like sweating bullets, Henny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like I've gone for a run. It's okay, like but, ripping but, but why face. does it happen sometimes that in the midst of the activity, you're fine. And then the second you stop, you like all of a sudden are sweating and you're like, okay, but I'm not working anymore. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my God. And I can feel it's like dripping down my boobs. It's dripping uh -huh. down my back. Uh -huh. It's dripping every, I'm, my shirt is soaked. And so anyway, then I'm in this little room with a bunch of people and I'm like, okay, why am I coming now if there's so many people here? But then I can see there's three doctors names on doors. Oh, okay. 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 And now I see his door is open, but anyways, I'm just standing there. So then a woman comes up and she's, you know, says something and I said uh and then she says oh Dr. Ruiz because she knew I didn't <laughs> he'd already told her I don't speak English and so That's she, gives good. Me a form. she gives me a form to fill out which I can yeah. figure out even though it's in Spanish you know blah 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 you know I, I'd always laugh because it wanted to know my three last names well I only have one so <laughs> it's like your second last name here I'm yeah. like what is this anyway so I fill everything out I give it to her and then he comes and he goes oh Mrs. Seymour I said yes and mm -hmm. so he takes me in and he says are you okay because you're sweating I said I know <laughs> thank goodness he had a mask on and gloves because now he's touching my head and everything and it's just oh my goodness and all over. I would be so awkward I'm like oh my goodness oh. I, I every time I'm like and then someone comes to touch you and you're like, yes. and, I'm like and I always have to be like my back is sweating my yeah <laughs> My neck is sweating. This Don't touch happens me. when I go to the chiropractor too. And I'm like, oh, I'm just gross, you know? <laughs> so anyway, so anyways, this man, and he was, I, I don't know how he's, he was, I'm going to say he was older, like a little bit older than me, but he had the most piercing blue eyes. Oh. They were beautiful and a gray hair and a gray hair. And I was just like fascinated by looking at his eyes because they were just absolutely beautiful. <laughs> anyway, he... So now he's looking, he's asked me what's happening, blah, blah, blah. And I tell him, and so, okay, fine. So he's looking in my ear, looking in my ear. And, he's, and then he's like, plug your nose. Um, and, and then slowly like blow out because he wants me to pop my ears. I can't pop either ear. Oh. Neither ear will pop. I can't, I cannot clear my ears. Oh. So then he's like, okay, can you come with me? So then we walk down two flights of stairs to the fifth floor. Because you, you haven't done enough stairs at this point. Yeah. And so now he's doing a hearing test on me. Okay. Obviously, this also wouldn't happen in Canada. You would go to the ENT. If I needed to go for a hearing test, I need to go somewhere else on yeah. another day, yeah. wait another time to go. No, this man takes me directly downstairs and he performs the hearing test on me. <laughs> he says, have you had a hearing test before? I said, yes, I have. I just had one at the end of May. All right. I already know that I had a hearing loss because, and but they said, like this happens after you turn 50. This is, you do get a decrease in these tones, whatever. Right. So I already knew that. But literally, I, I see him, and I have to. Have you ever had one done? No. You put the headphones on, and then you have to push a button when you hear when you first hear it, and then they're moving a dials and stuff. Okay. Usually, 
Like anytime I've had it, I don't see the person operating it, but he's in front of me. I can see oh. when he's moving a thing. Like I shouldn't be able to see because no. then I automatically think like, you know, anyway, but I can just see him keep writing and I'm like, oh my God, you know exactly what I'm thinking. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to need a hearing aid. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I'm like already like, I've already gone to, okay, you're going back to Canada in May. Don't worry about it. You're going to go yeah. get a second opinion. You're going to make you've, an appointment. You've gone past Dr. Google to Dr. Sandy's brain. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very scary place. So I'm already like, oh my God, don't even tell me. And I'm like, okay, but you already know you have a bit of hearing loss because they already told you that. Also said it's not a that happens is just because of aging or whatever right yeah yeah and I'm like my dad's my dad has like 80 to 90 percent hearing loss in his ears right like he's my dad is and so then but my dad's was brought on because of work so anyways after all of this so we do that then we go back upstairs and then we go into his office now and so he has not said anything about what everything's wrong I clearly know I just don't have wax in my ear at this point okay <laughs> It isn't like, oh, you got of a wax in your ear, chick. You got to have that thing extracted. Yeah. We're beyond it. <laughs> beyond it. And so, and so I'm like, okay. So he sits down and he's like writing like a man. Like he's just writing, 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 writing. And he's like, um, do you take any medication? And I said, yeah, I take estrogen and progesterone. Well, why? I said, it's hormone replacement therapy for hot flashes. Well, why do you take progesterone? I said, because because I have a uterus, <laughs> which is why I did, I did take both because I, I have a uterus. And so anyways, he's like, oh yeah, okay, okay. Do you have any chronic illnesses? No. Do you have any allergies? No. I'm like, okay. So anyway, he goes over my hearing test and says the same thing. He says, but he's making the sounds like here's going, oh. <laughs> so you really, you really got the full experience. <laughs> full thing. So he goes over all of it and he says, and then we get to here and he says, but because you're over 50, this is normal, right? Because he's asked me three times how old I am already. Right, right, right. And I already said I was 58 because I'm going to be 58 next month. Right. Like, whatever. Right. So you lied. And so then he's like, so yeah, so I lied. <laughs> to the doctor. <laughs> then he's looking at my date of birth and I said, okay, well, I'm 57. I'll be 58 next month, like less than a month. Anyway. <laughs> So he caught you in your lie. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't say four seven grade thick, you know. Anyway, anyways, it's like, okay. So anyway, he said to me, Do you have problems on airplanes? And I said, actually, I do. I, I never used to, but I I have started having really bad. I said it depends on how high the plane's going. Interesting. So, and I have though so that's like when I said I was just in Colombia last weekend, I did not have a problem. I said, but when I go to Canada, I have a really bad problem coming down. Like my ears, I, it's pain. It's so painful. Mm -hmm. So he says, well, this is the thing. He said, you can't, you cannot clear your, your, you can't clear them. And so there's, I don't even know how to say it. Ushian, Ushian tubes, like in here, in my face, which I'm pointing to like underneath. Cause yeah. he said, do you have a migraine? And I said, no, I said, but I have had a head. I did have a headache for like the last three days that I haven't been able to like, it's like just dull. 
whatever. And I told him that I had passed out because then I started thinking like this is all related. Mm -hmm. The vertigo, maybe when I got up, like that's what made me pass out Mm -hmm. and all of this. Right. And so anyway, he said, I said, but you know, I said, I said, you know what did happen though? I said, I bought six years ago, I said, I was going to see if I could learn how to dive. And I had gone to somewhere in a pool. They, I said, when I got into the deep end, I said, I couldn't clear, I could, the pain in my ears was excruciating. Oh. And I said, I couldn't clear my ears and I was trying and trying. And I said, then I came up, I said, and I, and then I just was like, I'm, I didn't continue on. I, and I said, could that have been what's caused it? Because I said, it's actually been around since then that I've had the problem. And he said, no, it's the other way around. You already had that problem. And that was the first time and you that's noticed why, it. And that's why you can't do it. And then the flying started. Because I flew from Hong Kong to Toronto. as a 16-hour flight, Henny. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. never had Yeah. Never. Yeah. And it's only been in the last few years that it really, really does bother me a lot. So anyway, I guess I've got something plugged here. Now, here's what's interesting is now I think all of it is because it's the right side that it's all related. Why the blurry vision, all of this is happening here. It it can make you feel dizzy, can make you feel sick. Like, yeah. So so what happens now? Well, what happens now is I have some pill I have to take for four days, another pill I have to take for a week. I have a, um, like a cortisone thing for my nose and I have to like shoot it in, in the morning and I have to lay back to let it drip in to clear. Mm-hmm. And then I also have something for when I'm flying. So when I fly a half hour before takeoff, I have to do this thing where I squirt and I have to pull it out first because if I don't, then it all goes back into the bottle. And, and then any flights over five hours, I have to do an hour before landing, which will clear these out, which will allow my ears to go. And he said, it'll take probably three to four weeks to clear up. So I can tell you though, this morning I use this stuff in my nose. So like, I'm literally like puffing it up a nostril, laying on my couch with my head hanging off and I can feel it going. Now I can taste. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Well, because I mean, that's why they're ENTs because all of that stuff is connected. (laughs) And so but I have, my ears have not plugged this morning. And when I laid back like that, all of a sudden, my right eye, I could feel puffiness up. I can feel. Okay. So you can, you can feel that there's pressure in like, yeah. because every time, because I, I don't know as you, like maybe for people listening, it's not so clear because Sandy keeps like gesturing to her face, but every time she's gesturing about the part that's blocked, it's, she's, she's touching sort of her cheekbone area, like under her yeah. eye, beside her nose and like out towards the side of her face. So like, it's, it's that part of your face that is, yeah. That is and blocked. when I laid back today on the thing, I thought, wow, this was real heavy on the right side. Like I could mm-hmm. feel heaviness which I hadn't really noticed I did know like the headaches on the right like that's why this it was all the right side you know what I mean it's like anyway when I like you know after when he told me what it was and I said okay well you know it says the symptoms like some of these symptoms are okay those really aren't but then when I googled a little deeper to see other things it said it can also affect vision might be a bit blurry all of these things so 
now I think this is going to clear up a, a few different things. things but I have yeah. like it's just it's been it's very frustrating because then like I can be fine and then all of a sudden I feel really lightheaded. Yeah, I feel very nauseous. And so, like, I take something for a headache, but then I'm taking Pepto because my stomach's upset. You know, it's just, anyway. Anyways, you know, I was, I'm, I said to Beatrice, like, what am I going to do without you? (laughs) (laughs) She's the one that got me the, the doctor about the hormone, like the obstetrician too. You know, she knows someone about everyone. But when I said, she says, when was the last time you saw an ENT? I said, never. Yeah. <laughs> she just started laughing. <laughs> I've never had to. I've had to for my yeah. kids, but I've, I've never had to myself. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and that's it. Like in Canada, certainly you don't go to see a specialist unless there's a really specific special issue that your GP says I don't really yeah. know what this is. Let's have someone else look at you, you know? Exactly. And they'll do some of the preliminary things, but Ahead then we'll time. send you. If those don't work, then then they send you, correct, right? Correct, correct, correct. So, but yeah, I mean, this was extremely efficient and 400 sole. So I think the doctor's visit, that would be uh, 135 Canadian dollars. Wow. Like, and I was with him, well, over an hour, an hour and a half. Say at least an hour, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it came out, and I had, of course, like four different prescription things. And he's written everything out in English. Um, and so I thought, oh man, I hope that they understand. Like, anyways, we. So Phil, Phil messaged me and said, oh, I'm on my way home. I said, okay, can you meet me? Because I need to get all these prescriptions. So when he went in, the woman couldn't read like how often I needed to take the tablets. Oh, so he right, was, right, right. Because the instructions. <laughs> Yeah. The instructions were for you and not for them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, the doctor says, if things get worse or if you have any questions, just WhatsApp me and I'll, I'll, I'll happily answer you. Amazing. I mean, this, of all the shit things I hate about living here, these, that is not one of, it was just a really bad week because then my leg was bothering me again and my tailbone. And I just had a really good pity party all week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... So it was like, I'm sorry about that. Like, uh. So honey, the other day, um, Stefaru had sent us a link for a podcast, Yes, but I did, I didn't look at it. I, I had, I saw it and then I, I don't know, I was doing something else and I hadn't looked at it. Yeah. And then I was listening to oh my goodness. I don't even know what podcast it was. It must've been one of them had Julia, um, Louis Dreyfus on. So I know we can do hard things. Had them, had her on. Oh, sorry, that's who it was. Hmm. Yes, thank you. It was, it was them, and they were talking about a podcast that she's just started. Yeah. And do you remember the name? Like, I um, I'm this. looking it up right now because it's called Wiser Than Me. Oh, Wiser Than Me, where Julia Louis Dreyfus interviews women who are, I think, eighty and over, to ask them to share experiences, things that they've done, advice that they have for mm-hmm. women who are really, I think, late 50s um, and and up. Because one of the things that Jane, when Jane Fonda was the first person she interviews, she's yeah. only done two. So it's um, Jane Fonda and then um, Isabella Londe. Mm-hmm. 
Ayande, Alande. Um, and Jane Fonda often talks about when she was like 58 and she was divorcing Ted Turner, mm-hmm. that she really didn't know, she knew she had, you know, figured she had like 30 years left of her life and thought, you know, what do I want to do in the, the third act? Mm-hmm. And so talks about how her life, I mean, she still had a, has a full life lived after that. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things Julia says is that men as they age are always full of wisdom and women are like discarded mm-hmm. as we age. Yeah. It's like we no longer have any value. No one is looking to us for advice. No one is thinking about the wisdom and the things that we've lived through that we can share. Mm -hmm. And and so that also was part of the reason that she wanted to speak to people, women um, who are 80 and over. Mm -hmm. And so I listened to both episodes. Actually, well, I was listening to the first one and I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. And then I literally thought, huh. I wonder if this is the same podcast that Steph Steph sent to us to listen to. (laughs) So I stop it and I click the link. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that is so funny. (laughs) This is it. (laughs) Because she's listening to the Isabella Londe one, which also just an aside from that, I'm like, why does that name sound familiar? And then I Google and see that she's the Chilean author Mm-hmm. And I was gifted a book by my Chilean friend, by that woman. Right. That I, couldn't, right. I couldn't get into the book. Phil read it, said it's this is the best female author like he's ever read. Just loved the book. Yeah. Bought his mom a book. Okay. For Christmas because she had never read anything, but it is his Phil's stepmother's favorite author. Okay. Anyway, so all of this is like I never knew who. The, this person was a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> All these people I know, you know. Anyway, yeah. when asked, what is the one thing that you would share with women? Is like what they can do for themselves. Both of them said, take yeah. care of your health. Yeah. And be active. Without even a hesitation. Like, yes. you know, like what what do we need to know about getting older? And, and both of them were like, you need to be healthy. And that was like, okay, that, and it made sense. If I think about my mom, who's going to be 76 next month, Mm -hmm. that is still relatively young, Mm -hmm. but her health is terrible. Mm -hmm. But she's also never been an active, an overly active person. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know that if she moved more, it would, things would be easy for her. Yeah. But her generation, and just because of uh, the, what she's been exposed to, where she lives, the people around her, mm-hmm. is that that was also not part of their lifestyle. Right. And so it is, she, she can't see that, well, but I've really hurt you'd hurt less if you actually moved. Yeah. The thought process of with, 
if you have a sore back used to be, oh, you have to lay down and rest. Now it's like, no, you got to get and move. I know it hurts, but if you don't get it moving, it actually makes it worse because everything really seizes up. Your body is meant to move. But for so many years, that was not Mm -hmm. the therapy that was recommended. Mm -hmm. And and we've talked about this before is like at certain points for certain people, you stop gathering and learning. You stop gathering information. Yeah. Yeah. You get stuck with what you know and, and think that that is all there is, mm-hmm. you know? And anyway, so it, it was helpful. I think for me, especially this week when I was just feeling really crappy yeah, and like having a real friggin' pity party Yeah, because it's, it is frustrating to me to continually feel like the last two years, it's like one effing thing after another. Yeah. Yeah. But I do take care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like I do, I would say, you know, like the 80, 20 rule as far as eating. Yeah. Maybe 90, 10. Like I, I know that I eat well. I also am very active. Yeah. I've, you know, like I've, I've listened to, okay, well this, you can't do this anymore. Okay. So I've come to terms with not running and I'm doing, you know, and so yeah. it's just, it's just frustrating, yeah. but I think it was just a good thing to hear and to really understand and believe it's like, yes, I know. But just because you can't do what you did before, it doesn't mean you won't be able to do something. Your mm-hmm. life will be better for longer if you're active yeah. and moving. So I'm assuming you listened to both podcasts. I did. I listened to both. So I need to get some of the chocolate blueberries. <laughs> that was really funny because Isabella and I <laughs> were saying that that she, that that she likes these little like uh, like edibles, <laughs> yep. and and their little blueberries, little chocolate covered blueberries. And I mean, it was so it was just so funny to like and just so. Like, so sweet and genuine. These are women who are in their 80s who, you know, have lived uh, incredible lives in a variety of different ways and continue to live incredible lives. And, you know, so what, and and isn't that what we should be doing? Like, is, you know, mm-hmm. what can we learn from from other people in our lives? What can we learn from yeah. from from the way that people live, from the way that they interact with one another, from the decisions that they have made or that they've made like not to do things or, you know, like it's, it, it, it yeah. really was both episodes were just a, a real joy to listen to. Yeah. I think though that the, the other difference is, is as people age that they remain adaptable, they remain open to doing new things, to seeing new things and trying new things, because that's, I think, when you don't necessarily gain insight Mm. to what is happening or, or your own, what could happen to you in the future when people have stopped doing things differently or continuing to move as things change. Mm. 20 years ago, if they stopped doing that 20 years ago, really, what do you learn from that? And I think both of these women, just because of who they are also, Mm -hmm. they're not the average, they're not an average person. Mm -hmm. 
they had similar things to say too, right? Like, like yeah. you, you mentioned, you know, that the, the most striking thing was that they both were like, the one thing you need to know is you need to be healthy. You need to take care of yourself. You need to move your body. You need to, you know, like you, yeah. you need to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing that they both said, like in their own way, but was the same was this idea of like feeling a certain age, you know, like, yeah. like you know, that, that they both pretty much said, like, when you're healthy, you're younger, like, and yes. then, and the number doesn't necessarily mean anything, but that the health does, you know, and, yeah. and that was how they felt about themselves was directly related to their health as well. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, I feel that like, even now at this point in my life, yeah, you know, like, like I feel younger now than I did 10 years ago. Right. In a lot of, in a yeah. lot of ways. Right. Because when your body feels good, not that you necessarily feel younger, but you, you know, you, you don't feel as maybe restricted. Well, yeah, you also, it affects the way that the, the way that you feel inside is also projected the way you present outside. Right. Mm -hmm. So the way that you dress, Mm -hmm. the styles you wear, Mm-hmm. And a lot of those, those like stigma kind of things where it's like, you can't, if you're this age, you can't wear that. You can't do this mm-hmm. because you're too old and that. Mm-hmm. I mean, those have all kind of, the, once in a while, I do catch myself with seeing somebody wearing something and I was just like, mm, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and I, and I do like, I'm actually very aware of it. Like when yeah. I'm doing it, because like part of me is like, you know what, if they feel good in what they're wearing, yeah. but the other side is also, is like, did you take a look in a mirror before you walked out of the house today? <laughs> yeah. Only because, and then it's, but it's myself who's thinking that really doesn't, I think that that style isn't the best style for you necessarily. Mm-hmm. But who am I to say that if they feel okay in it? But sometimes you can, t- but you can tell by the way people present themselves, how they're walking how they, their faces, how their, all their body movements, if they're even comfortable themselves in it. Mm-hmm. Like when you see someone tugging at their dress, mm-hmm. it's too short. Yeah. Why are you wearing it? Yeah. You're yeah. not comfortable in it. You don't present your best self by yeah. doing that. Yeah. I And so I, and last weekend, because I was somewhere where, you know, we were sitting at a pool in the afternoons. Yeah. And pe- women in bathing suits. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, not comfortable in a bathing suit. I'm not, it doesn't matter if it's one piece, two piece, tankini, doesn't matter what it is. Right. I am fine to get to the pool because I have a cover up on, fine to take stuff off and sit. But the minute that I have to stand up and go into the pool takes a lot for me to actually do that. Okay. Because all I'm thinking about is people are looking and that I've really, my body is really aged in the last mm. four or five years. And so, and I, my legs were always terrible. Like I've yeah. always carried most of my weight in my, and I've got very thick legs, but now they are very dimply, very like elasticities. Like I'm, there's, and I am mortified and thinking about what people are thinking. Mm. More so now than five years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. There was a short period of time when I felt okay. Yeah. And now I don't feel okay. 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 I don't feel okay at all. And, and so, but then I look around and seeing what everyone else is wearing mm-hmm. 
and they don't have anything. There's no perfect body there either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they, my, I, like, but I'm, then I think, are they comfortable? Mm. I don't know. You don't, I, I don't mean, know. you don't know. You don't know. When you look at yeah. them, you look at, and you look at how they're dressed and how they're like, do you, like, do you just think like they all look great? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, and that's, that's the thing. Plus the fact that I'm very tanned on the top and I'm very white on, white the, bottom. on the bottom. So that doesn't help things. Yeah. Because you even said, Oh my God, look how tanned you are. But I, and I, it's not like I tan. It's just because of being outside here. Like, yeah. I, yeah. you know, I'm wearing, if I wear a tank top on or something, but I am very tanned on the top. Yeah, yeah. And then very white on the bottom. So I'm not at a point in my life where I'm self-conscious in a one-piece bathing suit. But but what I am self-conscious about is like that my upper thighs are white. So because of course in the summertime oh, yes. I wear shorts all the time. And so yeah. from like mid-thigh down to my feet are yeah. very tanned but then yeah. from like where the bathing suit ends to where the shorts normally are is yeah. very pale and so that like flash of of incandescent <laughs> whiteness does yeah. sort of give me pause but I mean other than that like what it is what it yeah. is now now to wear a two-piece like if my if my stomach is exposed it makes me very uncomfortable but yeah. to be in a one piece I, at this point in my life, I'm, I, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. See, I mean, this, I, and, we'll see how that changes or yeah. if it does. I, and, and I, and I hate it. I hate being like that. It doesn't even matter if it's just my family. I feel like yeah. that, you know, it makes me, okay. So this is a little bit of an aside, but just having you talk about like the bathing suit and that you, and that you know that you are feeling uncomfortable and that you hate that you feel that uncomfortable because you know you shouldn't but you do anyway it it has me thinking about so something that I was just listening to this morning so <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm I'm gonna finish what I started and I'm gonna have more coherent things to say next week I hope when we re- record but I am I was just listening to a couple of podcasts this morning as I was like milling about and one of, and the podcast I was listening to ended and then like the next podcast like automatically started, but it had, it moved to a different podcast. And so it moved into the no stupid questions podcast, which I listen to from time to time. And right now they're doing a series where each week they're talking about a different, like, one of the seven deadly sins. And so the episode that started was the episode was an episode all about envy. And, and so the question they're asking is like, is envy a good thing or a bad thing? Like, Mm -hmm. because depending on like the research there, there could be positive or negative like uh, consequences of envy. And, and so so I started listening to the podcast just because it started automatically. I got about 10 minutes in and I was like, okay, I have to pause this for a minute and I have to jump to something else because they were talking about envy and they were talking about um, comparison. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, okay. I have to stop because I was like, okay, 
envy is connected to what other like emotions envy and jealousy are connected what else is connected and so i was like i have to go and find atlas of the heart uh, yes and i need to go back into her chapter on this topic because yes. in atlas of the heart one of the chapters is all about comparison yeah. And then within comparison, so comparison is the thing that happens and it leads to a bunch of different emotions and yeah. the gamut of emotions include things like admiration um, and reverence, but it also includes things like envy and jealousy. And I was like, yeah. I have to listen to her talk about this. And then I need to go back to the other podcast about envy and like put it all together because- uh, okay. Because I thought I need to, like, I need to hear this again. You know, it was, it was because I remember when I heard it the first time, it was so eye opening. And then when they started talking about it on this, on the No Stupid Questions podcast, I was like, okay, I have to hear this again. And like, so a few things, but, but now I'm like 10 minutes into the one thing and 10 minutes into the chapter. Yeah. So I haven't <laughs> finished anything. But the one thing that, that I heard in, the 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 chapter of atlas of the heart just at the beginning of the chapter was she's she hasn't even started talking about envy and jealousy yet but she's talking about comparison and and that's what your conversation made me think of it because she says you know that comparison isn't an emotion comparison is something that happens and um and, and then it leads to emotions and and so mm -hmm. she said but the thing is that what they're finding is that social comparison is what they're talking about. So comparison between people and between things is, she said, it's not something that we do consciously. She said, it's something that happens like within us, like it happens to us. We are put in a situation and, and we can't help ourselves, but make the comparison. Yeah. She said, where we have the choice is what we do with that comparison, yeah. right? The way we react to the comparison and the way mm -hmm. we think about the comparison. But she said, we're hardwired to compare. Like we're always going to see what's the same and what's different. She was giving the example of like, cause she likes to swim. And so she was giving the example of swimming. She's like, and so I, she said, I, at one point she's like, I, I actually hurt myself because yeah. I was racing the person like to yes. unbeknownst to the person beside her in the yeah. pool, <laughs> yeah. she was racing them, you know, and, and ended up yeah. hurting herself. And so she said, now when I go into the pool, I like have to wish everyone, like all of my, like the people in the different lanes, she's like, I just have to wish them that they have a really good swim. And then yeah. I also go and have a really good swim. And so she said, because I know that I'm going to notice who's going faster than me and who's going slower than me. But instead right. of making it a competition, I just have to acknowledge that some of us are going faster and some of us are going slower. And I need to, you know, hope that everyone has the best swim that they, of you know, yeah. that they can and just go along with it. And, you know, and it's, and it's that, right. It's, it's, we're going to compare. We're going to see that my legs look different in a bathing suit than your legs do. But, you know, there's a difference between noticing that it's different. And I think this is where the envy and the jealousy is going to come into play, although I haven't got that far in the chap in the re-listen of the chapter yet. But, but like, you know, there's a difference between just noticing things and then 
like feeling uncomfortable or feeling envious or whatever it might be, you know? And so I'm not really sure where this, like, like what the solution is for that yet. I need to, I Mm -hmm. need to keep, need to keep listening, but, but it was just, it was this idea that we don't actually have control over whether or not we make the comparison. The comparison is going to happen. It's what we do with the comparison that is the that is the difference. But here's the thing: I don't. It's if I don't feel any like I'm I'm comparing myself to somebody else. No, that no, is no, not no. The thing. no, no. Like if they were all wearing pants, I would feel the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the thing. The thing is completely. It's really worrying about or thinking about what other people are thinking or going to say. Mm. That is a hundred percent what it is. And so it's almost like you're worried about the comparisons that they're making. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even if it is a comparison, I mean, it's just a kind of a fact, isn't it? Like, yeah. And, and I, I actually, I really hate it. I really hate it. Like I wouldn't, there are times when I think, oh, somebody wants to go somewhere and I've ne- never, I've never, they've never seen me in a bathing suit. Like, then it's like, oh man, you know, I got to do this. Um, and I don't like it at all. Yeah. Like it really shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I had, I had actually, I always felt like that. And then I had a point in time when I didn't. And now I do again. And that's yeah. so that feels crappy. Yeah. Because nothing, like, they're not going to look any better at any point. Yeah. It is like what that, it is. That is they're only going to continue to look worse. Right. As I age. <laughs> like, so it's not going to look any better. And, but maybe it's going to get to a point when I never put a bathing suit on. That's what I'm and worried about, I think. That's the worry. Because things are just going to continue to drag. Um, so I guess it's, it's at that point that you have to, like, channel your inner Jane Fonda and say, but to be my best self at any age, I just need to keep healthy and keep moving. Well, but let's also remember what else did she say about sex and that she could not, she does not like the way that her body looks naked Mm -hmm. and that she can't imagine having a new partner. I know. I was shocking. I found that shocking too. Very honest. Yeah. It's hard to be a human. I, and, and you know what the thing is, honey, I would rather be naked than to wear a bathing suit. Really? I, yes. I'm less oh, no. Oh, n- how? How is that possible? I don't know. I don't know how it is. Anybody you know what? You, have- you know, but you know what it is? It's because <laughs> the, the, the parts of your body that you're anxious about are parts that are exposed, whether you're in a bathing suit or naked. But I think that it's because then a portion is is covered and that then those are just accentuated i think that that mm-hmm. maybe i'm hopeful that other parts will take away from right i i that that <laughs> actually that actually makes sense to me knowing you like like knowing yeah. the way that you think and the way that you feel about your about parts of your body and and the way that you are i that makes sense to me that is not true for me <laughs> Yeah. Because the parts of my body that I'm the most self-conscious of are hidden in a bathing suit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not hidden. <laughs> hidden is the wrong. No. Word. They're covered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is hidden. Nothing uh, is hidden. But but yeah. they're covered, right? And so. Yeah. No, no. Uh, p- please, please don't make me be naked. 
but but hearing Jane Fonda say that was like wow yeah I mean the stars they really are just like us yeah and her saying she really wishes she had never had plastic surgery that was interesting too yeah because I'm assuming it was more than one once yeah that, happened. that was interesting too it's fun it's it's interesting about the plastic surgery conversation because different people have very different takes right like like I've heard people mm-hmm. say I well I've heard people like Jane say I wish I hadn't done it I've heard yeah. people say like uh like Dolly Parton I mean give it all to me you want to give me yeah. some or go for it and I've also mm-hmm. heard people say that you know that I I don't know why I railed against it like it it's really no big yeah. deal. And, and, and if I went back, I would do it. And I, and I didn't, you know, so, yeah. so I've sort I've heard sort of all three kind of scenarios depending. It's, it's interesting. I mean, I, I think I, we're always, well, I mean, I think, I don't know where this comes from, but I think I may heard, uh, I may have heard it from you first that, you know, that the, you know, the, the longest relationship you have is the relationship you have with mm-hmm. yourself. Right. And, and that includes with your body. Yeah. You know, so I think it's a, it's an ever changing way of thinking We're we're constantly uh, thinking differently about our bodies and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, our, our bodies change, right? Like our, yeah. our, our health changes, our hormones change, our, you know, our skin changes, you yeah. know, like it's a, uh, it's interesting to hear you say like there was a point when it was okay and now it's not like because because that happens too like you know we just get used to something and then it's different again right yeah so then the question really is you know how do we how do we make peace with our body at any moment in time i don't know i i think the the short answer is we don't i i don't think that it's just i don't think it's just the re- peace with our body I think it's deeper than that right because it's it's really about how you feel about yourself your security your insecurity I feel like I'm gonna have to go back once I finish like this re-listen of the of the comparison and envy and jealousy chapter I think I'm gonna have to go back and listen to the the shame and embarrassment guilt chapter again too. oh I think maybe I need to, oh are you talking about um Atlas of the Heart I just, I just feel like, yeah, I feel like I need to, I feel like I need to delve back into that and hear that again and, and think about that some more. Cause I think, I think that's a piece that's related to all of this too, right? The thing that is relatable to, to the, those two podcasts and this, the health part and, and being active and taking care of yourself also was a little bit related to the other podcasts that I had sent you that we had been listening to and it was about exercise it was um the food one the food oh, food we need to talk food we need to talk did you listen to that episode i, I just finished I, I listened to it again this morning i don't know if i did it. sandy it was called the magic of non-exercise Oh, I don't think I listened to that yet. I had just, I had, I knew that I had already like had that sort of in the back burner and then listening to these two women. And that was the thing, like we've said, that really struck me was like to take care of yourself. And so the magic of non-exercise, they're talking about, they've interviewed a doctor who is, has researched 
just what the benefits are of non-exercise. And I think they call it um, NEAT. So it's like not, it's, it's um, like non-intentional type of activity. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the studies that they've done, like they've actually fed people a diet of a thousand calories more mm-hmm. over a period of weeks. And these people have, have gone into the study and have been completely monitored. It's not one of these where you yeah. go home and then eat and whatever. Yeah, they, yeah. And they, they actually, I think even like um, their poop is analyzed at the end. Right. So they analyze everything that they're eating and whatever. And so these people over this period of time, which I think that they said was like 56,000 extra calories. Okay. And it was like, you might think it's a lot of a thousand calories extra a day is a lot, but they said it's literally having a Big Mac at lunch mm-hmm. and then having a milkshake on the way home. Right. Like it's, it's it not, is, it is it's not a lot of extra food actually. It is, and it's not something that would make you feel sick because that's when you hear it, right. you think that is way too much food. I'm going to feel sick, but it yeah. isn't because of the type of food that you're eating. Yeah. It's not the quantity necessarily of Correct. the food. Correct. It Correct. is, it is the caloric uh, value of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and so he said the, the assumption would be that all of these people in this study would have gained weight. Up to 15 pounds. Yeah. When you do the math on it. Yeah. Yeah. And yet. That that was not what happened. Because some people did gain some weight. Some people stayed the same. Some people lost. And it's like because of their environment, their lifestyle, things that were going on, that they had this non-exercise that was increased that actually counteracted the amount of extra calories, the caloric intake. So basically what he is saying is that, yeah, I mean, if you don't like going to the gym, there are other ways for you to still be active. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You need to find whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so the one person that they interviewed, they, they said to him, like, did you start being more active? And he said, no. And he said, but the one thing, he said, I'm a scout leader. And there, there was something going on. And so for that period of time, there were these days a week that I had to, I was watch, I was um, following up on different groups of kids around an area and he was physically walking. Yeah. <laughs> and so the increase in just that. Yeah counteracted the amount of extra calories that he was consuming yeah and and so the thing is is that we've just you know always are thinking that those things don't really count but Mm. this was just proving that yes they do they do they do walking playing a game like all types of different things that you wouldn't think like i said it's like find something that you actually enjoy doing that just gets your body moving Mm -hmm. basically it was the end thing but it was just an interesting episode Ah. we know we know it's important to move our bodies right and and jane fonda said that too she said um you know about she said it doesn't have to be anything she said it could just be going for a walk yeah you know it just has to be moving your body and everything counts and making and you can do small things especially was during covid when people were doing a lot of zoom meetings it was like people then were getting um treadmill desks Mm -hmm. people were standing up 
people like, you know, all of these little things is like, if you're on a call, then maybe it's doing a walk. And I do remember having some WW members who said like, they actually, if their team was on the same floor, they were actually walking mm-hmm. and having a meeting as they walked. As long as information that's being shared is not confidential, yeah, like all yeah, of those yeah. types of things. Yeah. But that there are ways if you're on a phone that you can be walking around, you can be just as well as you're sitting, you can actually be walking. Mm-hmm. Just like I could guess I could be walking, carrying my laptop instead of just sitting on my bed. I mean, you could be, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> it would be a lot of cord management. Yeah, but I'm not. It would be a lot of cord management and managing the Wi-Fi, you know. That uh, would be, you know what, Sandy, you just stay right where you are. (laughs) Okay, because Henny said. said. Oh, dear. Well, Sandy, this was a much, uh, it was a long overdue chat for us. Yeah, for sure. Um, Because I was a real pain in the neck this week and was rescheduling 500 yeah. times but I'm glad we it finally works. made it work thank you so much for uh, for the conversation and uh, I'm looking forward to next week's chat already and I'm going to be asking people this week on Instagram if they would rather be in a bathing suit or naked <laughs> okay let's <It's> see <laughs> okay friend ciao see you later